Hey everybody, Warren Smith with you again, and I'd like to welcome you to the Ministry Watch podcast. Here at Ministry Watch, we bring you news about Christian ministries as well as the latest in charity and philanthropy, all designed to help us become better stewards of the resources God has entrusted to us. On today's Ministry Watch Extra episode, I'm pleased to welcome back to the program the president of the Evangelical Council for Financial Accountability, Michael Martin. And today we're joined by Stacy Brown, ECFA's new senior vice president of member accountability and relations. A quick note before we get started, I've had Michael Martin on the program before, back in February, and at that time, we went through the history of the ECFA, its seven principles for financial integrity, and a whole lot of other issues. I recommend listening to that episode either before or after this one, and I've included a link to it in the show notes. Today, we focus more on Stacy's new role, a role that both Michael and Stacy say will up the game of the ECFA in holding ministries accountable to the standards that they sign on to when they join the organization. Well, Michael Martin, uh, first of all, welcome back to the program. You and I spoke a few months ago about what's going on at the ECFA and and uh, just, you know, kind of um, what you guys do, sort of the purpose and mission of ECFA. So, Michael, welcome back to the program. Thanks, Warren. It's great to be back with you. And I know, you know, one of the new things going on at at ECFA is a new colleague or a new uh, or at least a colleague in a new role. So why don't you introduce Stacy and tell uh, me and tell our listeners uh, what she does in terms of uh, compliance and accountability uh, with the ministries. Yeah, thank you so much, Warren. It is uh, an exciting time at ECFA. It's a full, t- uh, a busy season here uh, as the Lord continues to grow and expand our work, uh, really just helping provide uh, credibility to organizations and confidence to donors that are looking to support kingdom work uh, that represents integrity and accountability. And I know many of the the common values that we share uh, between Ministry Watch and ECFA. And you're exactly right. In order to keep up with, uh, with all the things that are kind of on our plate and all the work that we're looking to do. Uh, it takes a team to do that, right? And it doesn't just rest on one person. And we have a phenomenal team at ECFA and included uh, on that team is Stacy Brown, who's Warren been with us for a couple years now on our team uh, in various roles and has helped pioneer some exciting things uh, within uh, what we've historically called our compliance program, but member accountability and relations. So Stacy has a, a very nice long title, the senior vice president of member accountability and relations, and we're grateful for her leadership uh, and the team. But but Stacy can share a little bit more about the work that she's been up to. Sure. Well, Stacy, first of all, uh, let me just say welcome to the program, and Michael, thank you for that introduction. And Stacy, you have been with ECFA for a while, but talk more about your new role. What is it that you are going to do in this new role? So yeah, Warren, thank you so much for having me. I'm um, thrilled to be here today. So you know, really, this this new role, this member accountability and relations, is at its very heart focused first and foremost on accountability being about a relationship. Um, you know, at its very heart, that is really what accountability is about. At least in our context here, you know, we take a lot of pride in the relationship that we have with our members. We do feel like. Accountability, healthy accountability is um, really at its healthiest in the context of good relationships. 
Um, so to that end, you know, we do focus, in my role, we'll be focusing a lot on accountability in the context of a healthy relationship. Uh, you know, and really kind of the outpouring of our process is really from the perspective and the standpoint of ministries that have come to us and said they want to be held accountable to our standards. They've identified our standards as something that they like, that they agree with, and they've said, will you help us and hold us accountable to these standards? So really, Warren, what we're talking about is is a voluntary accreditation process. And again, it's a, a process that happens in the context of a relationship and all from, with the goal, you know, we're all about trust and enhancing trust. So the really the entire work of my team is about enhancing trust in these ministries for also for donors. Let's not forget the importance of the donor aspect of our work. Well, that's right. Yeah. And uh, of course, here at Ministry Watch, we kind of view ourselves as a donor advocate. And Stacey, I want to drill down uh, in a number of the things that you said. Uh, but but I think the first thing I want to uh, talk to you about is that relationship. And uh, you said something that I think is, is vital, and that is that ECFA members when they come to you, they want to be held accountable. I mean, that's the reason they joined the ESCFA is that they they are basically signing up for it. They're volunteering for it. And um, so what do you do uh, with a new organization coming on board that um, may or may not be in full compliance with your seven standards? How do you initiate that relationship both to build the relationship, to bring them accountable, and to build trust ongoing? Yeah, Warren, let let me just, uh, I think this is a great opportunity really to unpack our full compliance process. And, and, uh, you know, it's a very broad process. There are five elements. I'll try and go through these quickly. Yeah. Uh, But there are five elements to our compliance process. And it starts with the application process where our ECFA staff does a thorough review of every membership application that comes through our door, all the supporting documentation, uh, it, the goal being to determine, is this ministry or church in compliance with the standards now? If not, what would it take for them to get there? And we coach to that end. And if our team of professionals can confirm that compliance, then our ECFA board, who has the responsibility, by the way, to approve all new members, uh, our ECFA board is asked by our staff here to consider the applicant for membership. So that's the first part of our overall process. The second, and Warren, this is a real distinctive for ECFA, the second is our annual accreditation renewal process. So each of our over 2,500 members are required every year to submit annual membership renewal information, CPA-prepared financial statements, and some other required documentation. A staff person at ECFA uses this process, the review of all of that documentation, some interaction back and forth with the member, we use that process to confirm compliance with the standards. So at application time, we've determined that they are compliant. At renewal time, we need to confirm that they are still in compliance. Things happen over the course of a year, of course. Yeah, Stacey, I want to let you talk about the others, but let me pause you there for just a moment. What happens if that's not the case? Um, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming you just, you know, if you've got a member in good standing that you discover is not in compliance, you don't just kick them out right away. But uh, at some point, you do have to have a moment of truth. What are the steps that kind of get you to, <laughs> uh, you know, that moment of truth with an organization that's not in compliance? Yeah, and Warren, this is Michael. I'll jump in too, uh, because before coming into the ECFA presidency, I kind of grew up here at ECFA uh, on this uh, compliance team and have had the privilege of uh, 
uh, even working in some of these areas that Stacy's mentioning. But you do raise a good point uh, in terms of this being, once again, uh, an accountability relationship. Uh, and the goal of every accountability relationship um, is to help, even if there are times when, say, somebody that you're in this relationship with uh, may slip uh, or fall or fall short of you know the bar that you're striving towards, uh, ECFA's heart and our goal is to really help raise that organization up back into compliance. Um, and that's done through uh, resourcing and you know helping educate the member on what needs to be done to come into compliance with the standards. Uh, and just like you so uh, you, you put it so well um, earlier, even in our time together, once again, these are organizations that came to ECFA because they desire to do what's right. They want to model integrity and accountability because, again, it increases trust uh, with givers uh, and the world who's watching. So it would be a really rare instance, Warren, where we would raise a potential you know, issue with an organization and say, hey, we've, we've spotlighted this issue. Um, now here's, you know, kind of some steps that need to be taken in order to strengthen compliance. It would be a rare situation when the organization wouldn't step up uh, in order to address those issues. And, and we could talk more about what all that looks like, you know, procedurally. But if you're a, a giver to a Christian ministry, you know, paying attention to the ECFA website, seeing what organizations, we publish a list of all of the organizations that are currently in compliance with the standards. We also buy by the way, publish a list of all the organizations uh, who within the last 12 months um, have resigned their membership from ECFA, or even in a situation uh, where, as Stacy was alluding to, the board would have to suspend or terminate a membership, that information is also available for donors on our website. So just to kind of unpack a little bit of that process, like you mentioned, of, of what, what do we do? And, you know, ECFA does take seriously uh, our members' compliance with the standards. How long would you let that process go on before you did terminate or suspend a member? Would I mean, in other words, if you discover, let's say today, you discover that an organization is out of compliance, do you give them weeks, months? Um, what does that uh, in general? I know it's probably different for everyone, but uh, at some point you do have to pull the plug if they're not in compliance and showing no willingness to get in compliance. Um, what's that time frame look like? Yeah, that's an excellent question. And uh, like you mentioned, there's there's not exactly a one size fits all, uh, but the word that I would use to characterize it would be timely. You know, we're yeah. looking for an organization to timely address those issues. And actually, you know, as Stacy was kind of mentioning some of our other processes, Warren, there are additional ways uh, beyond, again, after that application the annual renewal. Uh, Stacy. you could talk a little bit even about some of those other areas you were mentioning too. Yeah, yeah. I interrupted you, Stacy, for this little side trip. So I apologize for that, but I thought that that was an important issue. Yeah. Jump back into your process and, and tell us what happens next. Yeah. So the third of our kind of our five um, element uh, or five pronged effort here is what we call our standards check-in process. And uh, this is a process that we're really excited about and, and has really... Um, has really developed into a great um, added member benefit. It's, it's contributed greatly to our overall compliance process. And Warren, what this is, is a periodic in-depth review really designed to enhance a member's compliance with our standards. In this process, uh, one of our staff members, and let me, let me just pause here and just say, when I, when I say staff, I, I talk a lot about ECFA staff, ECFA professionals. What that means for the listeners is we've got several CPAs on staff, an attorney, an MBA. So 
uh, just to kind of unpack what ECFA staff means. I think that's helpful for people yep. to understand. Um, but during the standards check-in process, you know, we review a lot of different items that are provided by the member. Things like meeting minutes from the governing board, internal financial statements, fundraising appeals, conflict of interest monitoring forms. Uh, we do interviews with key leaders, the board chair, the the top leader, the lead pastor, folks like that. Um, this process, um, in the spirit of, of much of the world these days, this process can be done virtually. We also do this type of check-in on-site at the member's location. Uh, the goal here is to repeat a check-in for a member every five years. Uh, as the Lord continues to provide, and we hope he does, but we would really love to expand this work and do more as uh, you know, as God grows our team's capacity, because it really is a capacity issue, is kind of the only limiting factor in that work. That's a standards check-in process. Fourth is our formal compliance review. And so this is if the in a situation, Warren, where there if there's a serious concern of noncompliance, we may place a member under what we would call a formal compliance review, where we take the time to investigate the issues at hand to determine if there is truly an issue of noncompliance. And, um, you know, we talked earlier, Michael just mentioned, you know, members with unresolved compliance issues, um, while rare, um, these are considered by the ECFA board for either suspension or termination. Mm -hmm. These compliance reviews are done on an as-needed basis. Yeah, Stacey, let me interrupt you there because uh, recently Ravi Zacharias International Ministries, uh, which was a member of the ECFA, was, um, I'm not sure what the language was, terminated or suspended from membership. Would that be a part of what you're talking about here where, you know, there's an organization that for years had been a member in good standing, but issues came up and so y'all would jump in and take a look at that time? Yeah, that's right, Warren. So there I would point back to something. I just jumped in here because this is one that I mentioned earlier too. Uh, but that list that's published on our website uh, where we described, uh, as Stacy was mentioning, a member who uh, is either suspended or terminated uh, while there's a formal compliance review in process, right. uh, that's the list that I was referring to that's mentioned out on our website. Got it. Yep. So, but that was not, that happened because the ministry was in the news, not because it was part of the normal annual or every five-year cycle, right? That would be one that y'all would insert into this formal review process. Is that correct? Right. I can mention, uh, because again, yeah, that is public information, that in, in that particular instance, this was an organization that was under a formal compliance review. And then ultimately, yeah, the ECFA board took action to terminate their membership. Okay. Stacy. sorry to, <laughs> again to interrupt, but back to you. That's okay. It's great conversation. So finally, the fifth element of our yep. overall compliance review process is what we call our member compliance concern reporting. A lot of words there, but you know, accountability, we've, we've talked through, you know, a lot of sequencing of when these different things happen, but accountability isn't just an annual event. It's not an every five-year event. For us here, it is a real-time event accomplished through this compliance concern reporting where warrant anyone can go to our website and raise a question at any time. And ECFA staff will investigate the concern to see if it is a valid concern, if it needs to go further. Uh, so this is a, a great opportunity, I'd sidebar here to say, a great opportunity for donors to interact in our process. And we would want donors to any of our ministries who have a concern to make us aware um, so that we could you know, investigate accordingly. 
Stacey, before we go on that, let me just ask real quickly, because that this is new to me, and I, I'm really glad to know about this. So I'm at your website right now, ecfa.org. If I'm a donor and I have a concern about a ministry, where would I go? I, I don't see obviously a button that would take me to that. Uh, yeah, I'll help you out, Warren. That's just at the homepage uh, at ecfa.org. Uh-huh. Uh, yep. uh, there's a button there at the bottom uh, where it gives you the opportunity to uh, contact ECFA. There it is. Share a concern. That's it. Okay, I see it. Right, right. So for our listeners, go to ecfa.org and scroll all the way down the page to to a site map, and you'll see a button that says share a concern. It's real easy. I just wasn't looking. So sorry about that, guys. And uh, yeah, okay. So uh, Stacy, I'm sorry again to interrupt, but these are you guys as you're going along. It's so rich with information here. I just want to unpack it a little bit. So go ahead. Now you're fifth, the fifth area. So, yeah, so the fifth would be the member compliance concern reporting. And, and let me just wrap this piece up, Warren, if I could, by saying I think we'd be remiss if we didn't mention this. Not only does our process work to identify areas where compliance could be strengthened, as an accountability partner, we are proactive in creating resources to educate our members. And, and these resources, I would really say, are an outgrowth of our compliance process. You know, there, we create resources that are designed to not to help all of our members, maybe not even the members who went through a check-in on a particular year, but all of our members to learn from one another. You know, we've created, we do these quarterly. We've created two um, this year, top 10 compliance reminders, which are really um, kind of a summary of some of our most frequently um, seen items in our check-in work. And then another resource we've created is the 10 essential board duties to assist boards in really understanding the, the detailed responsibilities that they have um, in their governing work to help members um, maintain compliance with this accreditation. Yep. Well, Stacey, that is a great overview. And uh, Michael, uh, you know, I don't know which one of the two of you should maybe deal with this, but both of you have been with the organization a while, probably, Michael, you longer, and you had this role for, um, or, or similar, very similar role for a while. So let me ask you this. What's new and different about this? Is this is this a continuation of what you guys have been doing all along, or are you sort of upping the game here a little bit? Yeah, I, I would definitely characterize it. That's that's a good word, upping the game. I think that that's uh, that's a good way to put it. Uh, and a lot of that is you know based on things that we've continued to learn. You know, ECFA, uh, as you know, uh, you, you know you're well familiar, but for your listeners, you know, been around for over forty years. Uh, so we're kind of a legacy ministry in some ways, but uh, we also try to consider ourselves as being nimble and innovative. And, uh, you know, we're always learning, we're always growing. Um, and, you know, as the Lord continues to increase the number of members, and again, we just applaud and, you know, celebrate all those who have stepped up uh, to join ECFA, that helps provide even more capacity for our team uh, and for folks like Stacy that are doing this work. Um, and so, yeah, really upping the game. I mean, there's certain core elements of what we talked about today that have always been hallmarks of ECFA, you know, the application process, the annual accreditation mm-hmm. renewal compliance reviews and so on. Uh, but this standards check-in program is also a great innovation too from historically, uh, as as Stacy mentioned, we're really leveraging technology here too, even with video conferencing and so on, that we're able to touch more of our members every year with some of these supplemental reviews, uh, added member benefits. Whereas, you know, in the olden days, it would require being on site, you know, at all of our members. And, uh, and we're still doing that, some of that uh, today, but uh, the standards check-in program, definitely an innovation in, in our 
our work. And then also, um, I'm really proud to see some of the new educational tools and resources uh, that are coming out. Uh, and much of that, thanks to, to Stacy and really the rest of our team for helping us up the game, like you mentioned. Yep. I, my final question for you guys is really, I want you to step back if you could from the ECFA, but but still with your ECFA hats on, uh, because that does give you, uh, you know, a, a real vantage point from which to view the Christian ministry landscape. But I'd love to hear from each of you, um, you know, just very quickly, how you think Christian ministries are doing these days. And and by that, I mean, we've seen a lot of scandals. Uh, we mentioned Robbie Zacharias, but he has by no means been the only one, as I'm sure you know. We rec- we cover them here at Ministry Watch every day. And I have a lot of people that will contact me and say, you know, that things are getting worse, that all of, there are all of these scandals. Uh, I think my perspective, and I'm not trying to trying to guide or lead your answer here, but I think my perspective is that, well, you know, it is terrible when we see these scandals, but I think in some ways it might be that things are getting better and that we're finally caring more and taking greater steps and holding each other accountable, and that this might be the first step in a very positive trend in Christian ministries. Uh, so I again, not trying to lead your answers, though I thought it would be disingenuous of me not to share my perspective. Um, what do you guys think? Michael, why don't you go first? You know, I, I think if we're taking an honest assessment of, of of the world around us, I mean, certainly, yeah, there are some challenges and there's some very real issues, you know, that, that we need to deal with. Uh, like you mentioned, uh, you know, there have been some high profile instances even um, of of situations where ministries, you know, have run into crisis or, or failure. And we we recognize that. And it's not something that we're shying away from even at ECFA. I would say uh, in a lot of ways, it just means uh, the work that we're doing and that others are doing, it, it's just becoming more and more important every mm-hmm. day. Um, that being said too, um, you know, I also just keep in mind thinking about, you know, we're all familiar with kind of some of the, uh, some of the different headlines and names that may surface in that way. Uh, but you know, Stacy and I know, and I know the rest of our team, even you too, Warren, it's like, there's so many also ministries that you don't hear about every day that are being faithful. They're doing the good work. Um, and, uh, those are not often the ones that we're reading as much about. Um, but, uh, anyway, that's a little bit of perspective, maybe just balanced perspective. I think there are some very real issues that we need to address and, uh, we're, we're so grateful for organizations that are members of ECFA that have stepped up and want to embody these standards and for Christian givers, you know, caring about these things. We're so grateful for that. Um, and, uh, we have work to do, uh, but I also want to just encourage, you know, the organizations who are listening that are being faithful every day that are doing that work, even when no one sees it, uh, we're celebrating them, but that's a little bit of my perspective. I don't know, Stacey, if you want to jump in. Yeah. Uh, I, we probably all are, are going to say very similar things. Um, Warren, I think it's a really interesting question, not only in the context of the evangelical community, but just in our world in general. I just feel like every time you turn on the news, you're hearing all of the bad things. Uh, But just with respect to the the Christian community, you know, it's really easy to focus on the headlines. And, And, you know, we have a unique perspective here just based on the volume of ministries that we work with. But, you know, you open the headlines and you hear all the bad stuff. Um, but we really need to also pay attention and give credit where credit is due for the thousands of ministries who are taking not just ECFA standards, but let's talk even more importantly, biblical standards, taking those things very seriously. And it would 
honestly, I, I may have a different viewpoint here, but it, it would be it would be doing a disservice to what those ministries are doing to say, oh, things are getting worse. Um, I, there seems to be perhaps a more egregious nature to some of the things we read in the news these days, and that is concerning and, and honestly a bit frightening. Um, but to say that things are getting worse, you know, I ask, um, you know, older folks in my family, you know, what's your perspective on things we hear in the news and why are these things only happening now? And, you know, some of the thoughts are, they're really, if you believe the Bible, there's nothing new under the sun, right? And right. so these yep. things probably have been happening for a long time. We're hearing about them more. So I would say the my perspective on us hearing about these things more, I think is really good. And Warren, I think that's to reinforce your point that as a Christian community, it is a community of people who hopefully desires to learn from one another. And anytime that things are reported in the media and the outcome of that is change, is improvement somewhere else, that's a real win. Yeah. Well, Stacy, Michael, I really appreciate y'all's time today. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. And um, yeah, carry on with your work. And uh, I really, really appreciate what you guys do. And have a great day. All right. You too. Thanks so much, Warren. Thank you, Warren. To find out more about the Evangelical Council for Financial Accountability, go to ecfa.org. To find out more about Ministry Watch, you can, of course, go to ministrywatch.com. And I'd like to share with you a couple of quick notes before we go. First, we're a donor-supported ministry ourselves. We don't take money from the ministries we cover, and we don't take advertising or sponsorships on our website. If you'd like to help us continue our work, you can make a donation by going to ministrywatch.com and hitting the Donate button at the top of the page. Secondly, if you're in a spot where you, well, can't contribute, hey, I get it. I've been there a time or two myself, but that doesn't mean you can't help. First of all, we covet your prayers. You know, we write a lot of stories here at Ministry Watch about people and organizations that started out strong, but alas, finished poorly. Pray for us that what God has begun here will continue faithfully. And secondly, if you're listening to this program on your podcast app, give us a rating. The more ratings we get, the easier it is for others to find us. It's an important way you can help us that doesn't cost you a dime. The producers for today's program are Rich Rosel and Steve Gandy. Here at Ministry Watch, we get database, technical, and editorial support from Kathy Goddard, Stephen DeBerry, Christina Darnell, Kim Roberts, and Casey Suddeth. Thanks to Michael Martin and Stacey Brown with the ECFA for being a part of today's program. I'm Warren Smith, and you've been listening to the Ministry Watch Podcast. Until next time, may God bless you.